You are listening to episode 15 of Daughters on Fire with your host, Melissa Burton and Robin Arab. In today's episode, Robin and I are going to talk about vacations and caregiving. Can the two coexist? Oftentimes, caregivers find that taking a vacation or time for themselves is just too complicated. But trust me, if you don't focus on taking this type of time for yourself, you're going to burn out. So Robin and I are going to talk to you about the opportunities and the obstacles that are involved with time away from caregiving. Are you stressed, burned out, and looking for answers as you care for an aging parent? If you are, this podcast is for you. Here you will receive actionable advice from seasoned professionals, validation and compassion for the incredibly tough job you are doing, and most importantly, supportive love from a community of like-minded warriors. You're not alone. Join this powerful community as we support you on your complicated journey and help you transform into an empowered and calmer caregiver. Hey, Robin, how's it going? It's good. Good to see you today. Did you have a good birthday last week? My birthday was good. I appreciate you asking. Um, I, May's been one of those up and down months. I don't like how cold it is. I was oh. hoping by this time I could get outside and really stay outside. But this uh, up and down weather is, uh, yeah, it's strange. Just one more strange mark for 2020, right? Absolutely. Just keep them coming. Yeah, yeah. So we're heading, and what's also strange is that this year, Memorial Day is happening a lot sooner. It's usually like right at the tail end of May, and now it's kind of a whole week before the end of May. I don't know about you, it's weird. It's weird to me. It's weird, but it's time to start thinking about vacations and what that's going to look like this year, and um, what do you do as a caregiver when... um, you're ready for a vacation or a break and may or may not be out of town. And this year it may not be out of town. It may be staycations. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're bringing up. I know we had talked about, we definitely want to um, broach the subject of um, vacations and really encouraging caregivers to kind of look at that and to plan them and not just ignore them that you do need to take time and go away. But also Right now, you may be canceling your vacations and just staying home, but that doesn't mean you don't need to take some respite as a caregiver. In fact, you may need respite as a caregiver more now than ever because the responsibilities may have maybe even heavier on one person than they have in the past. So I love this. Let's dive in. Maybe let's do for the first part, let's talk about what planning for a vacation looks like for a caregiver, you know, in your normal, your normal time. Because this summer may get back up to speed to some um, people. I know beaches are opening back up. Uh, People may be like, let's go to Gatlinburg. Let's go to Florida. Let's get out and about. So let's talk about that and then swing around to the staycation and the respite for caregivers and how that is so important and, and just staying sane, really. Well, you know, I think first steps that, and I often hear people say, I can't go. I can't get away because who's going to take care of mom or who's going to step in for me. And it really all depends on what level of care your parent needs or who your love, your loved one, what they need. And so it might look like she just needs somebody to come over and get her mail a couple of days, check in, make sure that she has food and things like that. 
it might look like somebody needs to stay with her around the clock if she's at home or pop in and maybe tag team that with a family member. And then, um, and I'm talking at this point, 24-7, I'm talking probably a paid caregiver, tag teaming with a family member. And then, you know, if she's in a facility, how to prepare her. Because often when we tell our loved ones that we're going out of town, it does cause anxiety to them. And I know of several families that every time they would tell their loved one they were going, something happened that week. It was almost like it was a self-fulfilling prophecy for that yeah. loved one to, I'm going to, something's going to happen. I'm going to show them they're not going to go out of town. Um, <clears throat> but as we all know, we need a break. So those are the things that you look at as far as preparing for somebody to stay. And that sometimes sounds exhausting too, because now just as if you were leaving a child or your pet with somebody, you've got to give all the instructions. This is what they like to eat. This is where their medicines are. This is when they get up, they go to bed, they take a shower. And sometimes people just think it's not worth it. And we really need to take care of ourselves because if we don't, as we've said before, that just starts a snowball and doesn't help anybody out. You know, you bring up a good point that sometimes it's like, oh, well, that's just more trouble than it's worth. And then people get to a point where, hey, I've been caregiving for three years without a vacation. I'm going to go on a big vacation. And then they plan something really big and special. And the planning and the preparing is so big and special and takes so much time to get that loved one squared away that when something does happen in the middle of it, it, it all blows up. So it's like almost like the anticipation and the excitement around it is bigger because you've put it off for so long. I'm wondering if where it's possible to take the little breaks along the way instead of waiting till you're totally burned out, you need a really big break. Like if caregiving can be um, more in bite-sized pieces, for example – get away to something maybe, you know, a couple hours away on a three-day weekend instead of waiting for, okay, in two years, I'm going to Scotland, right? That's what we're planning, right? We're planning a big vacation in next year, if next year you can travel like that. But, you know, it's like, like you said, almost acclimate them because there are aspects where, you know, you've got some dementia that might be going on and maybe maybe that's more Murphy's Law and and it's unpredictable that something's going to come up in the middle of it and they're just more at risk for crisis. Or it could be that you're dealing with somebody who you've kind of, bec- that they've become codependent on you and there is maybe some passive aggressive, I don't want them to leave, therefore... I'm going to make it harder for them to leave. I mean, there are complicated relationships in caregiving. And that neediness of, I really need you here, can't play into it. Um, So what do you think about baby trips versus giant trips in the world of caregiving? I think, as you said, that's much smarter. And it also leads you maybe to that bigger trip, as you said, That when they're used to you stepping away, going away, um, it, it makes it easier. And they, they feel like, oh, I can call them if I need to. Now, saying that, you as the caregiver need to be very cautious about that. Because 
um, take it from me, it can ruin a vacation. We were in Mexico and um, I got the call that my sister was sick and could not take my mother to a planned doctor's appointment. So where I had finally gotten myself to, because we had talked about before, and you think about it 24-7, I had gotten to where I was relaxing and not really focusing on what was going on at home. Well, immediately I was in go mode. I'm in Mexico. I'm searching flights. I'm making plans. I'm calling, canceling appointments. And there went the vacation. Now, granted, that was me, and I should not have done that, but... um, You've got to be careful of deciding whether that call is important enough to pick up or just say, please don't call me um, unless some, it's really emergent. I've had a friend that told her family, don't call me until they're dead mm-hmm. and then I'll come because they kept calling and they would say, um, you need to come now. And then she'd come and she, her grandmother would live many years beyond that. So, I mean, that sounds sort of rough. But it, you've got to draw a line. So let's talk a little bit what that looks like as far as drawing that line, even if you're going away for a short vacation, which I think is really smart. Even if you, you know, we're in Tennessee, go to Gatlinburg, go to Memphis, go to Atlanta, you can be back in a few hours, need be, but that shouldn't be your focus. Your focus should just be you can get away and not do a day-to-day caregiving. What I find is interesting when I'm working with families, um, typically, you know, I've worked with a lot of professional women who um, have responsibilities for their, you know, in their work as well as in their caregiving. And if they have to go away on a work related trip, Mm. that doesn't get interrupted. But if they go away on like a like another trip, like a, like a vacation trip that can be interrupted. And I think there's perceptions on two sides of that. One, the person who is being cared for probably thinks, okay, well, this is, they can't just drop everything and come They're You know, they actually, their priority is work when they're on a work trip. And two, the same perception for the person on, on the trip. Like, oh, I am here for work. This priority is above just me and myself and my pleasure. So I, I'm going to have to say no. But the fact of the matter is, is that the crisis in those situations is usually the same crisis. So if it can be put, you know, on the back burner or someone else can deal with it, or it can be managed differently without you there on a work trip, then the same is true if it was a vacation. And that is very, very telling, I think, of how people prioritize their self-care. That's very interesting. You are correct. You're right. Yeah. I've never really thought about it that way, but you're exactly right. And I'm seeing the same type of theme right now with quarantine. There are so many times, whether it's, and, and there's a third component to this with facilities, where like the facilities would call in the families, mayday, 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 come deal with your loved one, right? Or the, the parent would be like, you need to come see me, you know, my, I need you to clip my fingernails or whatever, right? Or, or um, the loved one just feels like they need me, I need to get their X amount per week, and, I, and now they can't. And now the expectation is they can't. And so the level of care has changed. Now, are there holes and gaps in the level of care? Yeah, I think we're going to see that. I think we're absolutely going to see that. But 
I think to some extent the 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 person is becoming more independent in their decline. They're realizing I can't lean on my loved one as much as I was before, or I can lean on the caregivers that are here at the facility and the caregivers in the facility, you know, the CNAs, the nurses, the staff are stepping up as well. Well, and I know we're not, we didn't intend for this to go to quarantine, but just exactly what you said, which can also apply to vacation. Um, My friend's mom that I've told you all is in a facility in another um, city in, in Tennessee she is now doing activities. She's joined in the activities where <clears throat> she wouldn't leave the room. She'd call the daughters, bring me lunch, bring me this. Well, she can't. So now she has to eat with the people. She's doing the activities. My friend is calling saying she's happy. She's not grumbling. She's not mumbling like she was. She has been forced to join in. And I said, you know, if we got a silver lining, that's what it is. And it goes back to the same thing with vacation. If they know that you're not there, they have to make it on their own. Mm -hmm. But then it's up to you as a caregiver, whether you're going to cave to that, like I did. Or, or go with it and make it work. Yeah. It's the delicate balance between, caring and supporting and enabling Mm -hmm. and um, guilt uh, guilt put on you and guilt put on yourself often gets in the way of realizing that there's probably space for you to to give them their autonomy enough for you to take care of of life go enjoy the beach you know And, and 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 enjoy the salty air and the warm sunlight and get a sunburn, right? <laughs> and not think about. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now you would say, put on that sunscreen. That's right. Put on that, uh, that, put that, that hat. hat on. <laughs> so going back to that, the things that I think we as caregivers need to think about is, and it, this is even in, daily life, not even necessarily going on vacation, but much more so on vacation. Well, it's easier for me to take care of it because you're not going to do it the way I do it. And and that's true. Nobody's going to do it the way you do it, especially if we're talking about paid caregivers. Nobody loves your loved one like you do, or even a family member, because it's just a different feeling. To them, they may care deeply for your parent, but if their parent gets sick, they're going to pop out. They're not staying to take care of your mom over their mom. So we do need to let go of some of those expectations of, okay, they gave her toast cut in in half instead of in the quarters, you know, the pointy toast or whatever. Pointy well, that toast. pointy toast. <laughs> what do you Love it. That? I want pony, pointy toast. Pointy toast. That's hard to say. As my daughter would say um, when she was in preschool, do it like Alex's mom does it. Because another little boy, his mom always cut it in quarters. But anyhow, um, it's okay. They're going to survive. It may not be the best. It may not be top notch. But they will make it. And it's okay for you to step away from that. And I think that happens so often with everything in life our business, our anything, we think nobody's going to take care of it like I do. And we just need to know that they'll be fine. 
It may not be, and they may complain about it the whole next week, but nobody died, nobody starved, uh-huh. and, and you move on. Uh-huh. And so I think what we're really saying is if there was like a, a top five list of things to consider if you're going on a trip, the first thing would be make sure you're in the right headspace. You deserve the trip. It's going to be okay. Um, you know, you can't protect against everything. You need to step away and trust that they're, that they can live without you for a week and you don't have to micromanage. Yes, absolutely. Um, one of the other things that if, if you have, if you're caring for somebody who is a little bit more advanced, would be um, there are respite rooms available in assisted livings, and that's something that I believe they usually go from seven days to thirty days. That you can go into a furnished room. They would get their their meals. They can join in the activities. They do everything. Um, they get their medicines for the time that you're out of town. They're taken care of. And Robin, I actually think I know of a facility here locally that you can do even shorter stays. Because I know somebody who utilizes, because of work travel, utilizes one for shorter than seven-day stays. Okay. So so that it depends on how comfortable, like, the facility is with people coming and going. Some may be used to it and incorporate it into their their model a lot more than others, but just know that that that's out there and investigate and know what's available. Well, and that could even be used in um, a staycation. Mm-hmm. Have, have your loved one go somewhere and you stay home because a lot of times I hear people say, Oh, it's great to have a caregiver, but I have to leave. I really want to be in my house. I want to do mm-hmm. things in my home. So um, that would be one way to utilize that. It is typically a set fee a day when you do that, and facilities vary, but it's not, um, it's usually a little bit cheaper per day than if you were in the facility itself. But also we use that, just as a little side note, sometimes that's how we ease our loved one into moving to an assisted living if that's something we're thinking about because it gives them a little taste of it. And if it doesn't work, then they're coming home in a week a month, whatever. Um, but it can also be used as uh, hospitalizations. You know, in this COVID-19, I think we talked about what if you get sick and can't take care of your loved one, that's something they could do is they could go into a respite type situation if you have a hospitalization, short-term, things like that. But um, those, those type things are available. And of course, you know, the caregiving is available, the non-medical caregiver to come in. Some companies even have, um, they do three calls a day. So if your loved one is fairly independent, it's just a matter of somebody calling in and checking on them. We had a, a case like that and <laughs> the woman resented it. So we would call her and she wouldn't answer. And then I'd show up at her door and she'd say, what do you want? So well, you didn't answer your phone. Well, I didn't feel like it. Well, if you continue to do this, I will show up every every time you don't answer <laughs> like, your phone. Okay, I'll answer the phone. <laughs> <laughs> and she did. But um, it, it's another way to have them taken care of. Again, you know, are they going to prefer that? Who knows? But this isn't really about that. This is 
doing the best you possibly can to take care of your loved one. And I, I tell people that all the time. You may not think it's successful because your loved one may complain or argue, but as long as your loved one is safe, taken care of, getting their medicines, eating, you've done your job. And so you deserve that time away. Absolutely. Yeah. And what I also hear, um, again, that could be beneficial in two ways is if you need to leave, if they live, if they're like living with you or if they're living with by themselves, but you're the primary caregiver locally is invite those family members to come in and, um, and, and take over for that week. Um, you know, if you have, a sister or brother or whoever that's like, well, we want to help out. Be like, let them help out and you leave town. I know that feels strange because it's like, well, when they come, it's kind of like a family reunion and we all get together. I get that. It means that you're not spending time with them and that may not feel normal, you know, kind of going back to what we were talking about with celebration. Celebrations may look different. It may be that in these times, in caregiving when so much is on your plate you actually leave when other family members come into town you let them you pass the torch um and let them experience it by what we would call immersion (laughs) total immersion right they are in your shoes so they actually will really get to see how hard it is and maybe see some of what's going on underneath that you know, they really didn't understand from afar. Now, again, nothing is perfect. So they may have a lot of opinions about how things (laughs) should be their way and they may change things up on you. Nothing is perfect. But if you could have someone come into town and you leave town, then you have just, um, you know, you've, you've gotten yourself, you know, this respite with family actually coming in and, and taking care of your loved ones. So it's, it's definitely a way to look at it as well. Well, and it is eye opening. I think it does. A lot of times we'll tell families that if um, one or more, a sibling or a child says, um, Oh, it's not that hard. If they step into your shoes for a week, they do understand a little bit more. And sometimes they, they get, if there is a dementia involved, they do see how much of the decline, because as we talked about before, mom can pull it out for 15 minutes on the phone. They think she's fine. They think you're overreacting. So it it is a learning experience. And one thing I think um, you talked about when the sibling, when you're handing it over to another family caregiver, the thing that we need to think about, because this happens so often, is we hover. So if you're the primary caregiver, you hover, you're there. And at that point, I've had several families tell me, well, why should I go? Because she stays. She says she needs a break and she stays. So that's almost dishonoring that person that you've asked to come and then you don't go and do what you said you were going to do. So we have to be mindful of our actions, even though it is hard to let go. But um, they're not going to want to come back again. If you come and hang on, they might as well stay at their home and, and be fine. So those are different things to, to take into consideration, as well as those other five items that we talked about. 
it's, it's funny because I realized when I was listing my first item, I like made it five items, but I think we've only gotten to like three items. Oh. Robin. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we're done. My subtitles on the get your we're head right. We're taking a vacation. <laughs> <laughs> but, but again, I think one thing we need to swing back around to navigating sibling communication and, and understanding perspective. I would really love to dive deeper in that. So maybe that can be something we, we focus on exclusively in a, in a episode. Um, because nothing is going to be perfect, but to stay true to our topic today. So we've got get in the right head space, maybe research respite opportunities, allow families to take over as you get out of town. What would you say are some other logistical considerations? What about, what about, um, should they travel with you or not? Oh, that's great. Yes, because a lot of people think that is um, the solution, and sometimes it is. I have um, one family that they took their mom to the beach with them, and they were so excited, and she stepped out, looked out at the water, said, isn't that beautiful, went back in her room and turned on Fox News, which is what she does at home. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they were frustrated, but that's that was mom's vacation. So I do think it's um, expectations as far as if you take them with you, you've got to remember that they're probably not going to go sit in the sun all day. Mm -hmm. And just as much as you love your grandchildren and it's their great grandchildren, it's cute, but it's now on their nerves. Mm -hmm. So they may not want to sit at the pool all day and watch them play. They're not used to people being around if it's a whole big family vacation type situation. So you have to take all those things into consideration. It's almost like moving the house because now you've got to take their medicines and all those type things with you as well. I think it can work, but I do think back to your headspace, you have to go back into that um, very open-mindedly because it's not what we would consider a week at the beach. It's just moving your caregiving situation to the beach, which may be helpful, but um, it may not be what you expected. I think that's huge. The expectations that we have, oh, we're going to give mom this great trip. She can care less. Right. And is that real true respite if that's what right. you need as a caregiver? Um, do you need her just to be your, your sidekick down in this, you know, paradise space? It it's it may yeah you may just be tra- um trading scenery not training right. trading um like you know what you what you need so relaxation does that, yeah does does that really constitute um a relaxing trip so being mindful of that and i don't know is there any other um i guess maybe the fifth thing to consider is how to maybe transition yourself back into to the caregiver role when you come back. Like we've been out of town for a long time. You can you one get ready. I mean, you are going to get bombarded with all the stuff that happened while you were gone. Um, and, and maybe realizing just take it one day at a time when you get back, realizing that um, if something did happen, don't add to the guilt, like you don't have to feel bad that it happened while you were gone. You don't have to feel like it was your fault if it happened when you were gone. 
um, just kind of coming, letting yourself off the hook. Like, would you expect or treat a friend coming back from a trip with all of that critique and scorn? Does that make sense, Robin? Like what I'm saying? Like, I think we- it does. And, you know, we talked about very early on in these podcasts about um, the emergencies are going to happen and they're going to happen at Friday afternoon at three o'clock when everything's shut, shut, getting ready to shut down for the weekend. And inevitably things happen when you're on vacation. Mm-hmm. And again, it's not anything that you've done. And you have to remember, we can only control so much and it's beyond our control. So you forgive yourself and you move on. Um, I was thinking, and now it's gone. That's all right. I feel like that's kind of like the, the world we're living in. It's our <laughs> thoughts Our thoughts was, are quarantined and going on vacations, staycations. <laughs> I was go- oh I know what it was I was going to I was going to add a number six, so on the flip side of all of this, in in what I do a lot of times working with families and, and probably yourself as well, Melissa, is that holidays and summertime are when folks do go visit their loved ones that they may not live close to. So they're the the long distance caregivers and they come in and think, Oh my goodness, look at the decline. And that's when they go into panic mode. And so it is a good time when you're visiting family to look around for clues and see what's happening. You know, should they be driving now? There's lots of dents in the car, um, scraped paint, uh, maybe things aren't safe in the house carpet runners and and things like that. So it is time to do, to become that detective a little bit and do a little bit of investigation on um, what's happening at the house. So as often, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, so you're talking about when somebody is traveling to go check in on somebody and visit them face to face when they haven't been with them. Yeah, absolutely. So it's just a good time to, to check it out. And it's also a good time if there is a caregiver in, at home to feel them out and see, uh, not home necessarily, but living close by, feel them out to see what's going on, what you've been missing, things like that. Uh Yep. And then again, if we could suspend our guilt, then we can have much more honest conversations with people and much more productive conversations with people. It's when like that out of town caregiver comes into town and they feel so bad, they feel somehow responsible that things are not going well or the decline has happened or they weren't present for it. Or again, when you go on a trip for your own respite and then you come back and something's happened, sometimes all that guilt can set you up to being more closed and, Um, harsh and defensive because you feel somehow that it was your fault. Aging is not your fault. Decline is not your fault. So if you can really give yourself a lot of grace and a lot of compassion, then you're going to be the best caregiver. You're going to work through these crises and these situations and you're going to be productive and find allies and all of that instead of making it feel so um, antagonistic. So that, that's definitely a good perspective. I, um, this fall, when we were still allowed out and about, I bought a sweatshirt that says, but first, let me overreact. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yes, exactly. 
Exactly, exactly. So I think one of the things we were saying is that this is a strange time. We don't know what this summer is going to hold right now in 2020. You may have big vacation plans that are going to have to be staycation plans. I saw the funniest meme of they were showing like, oh, your your dream trip to Australia was going to look like in like the opera house down in, in Sydney, Australia. They had it looking one way and then they showed a stack of dishes that was made to look like it. <laughs> Like your stack of dishes is what you're going to see and not the opera house in Sydney, Australia. So um, just because we're at home doesn't mean don't take a break. And a lot of you all who have, in order to protect your loved ones, have sent caregivers and stuff away, um, have put more of a burden on you. Um, Now, I know risk mitigation is a big issue, but you cannot sustain that forever. You need to take breaks. You need to... Realize that your sanity, your health it needs to be, um, you know, tended to. Bye. You're looking forward to that big vacation. Take a few days of to, to get somebody else in there to take the responsibilities off your plate. Um, you've got to. You've got to. You were going to do it then. You got to do it now. Even if you're not going anywhere, get that support in there. And I respect everybody's differing opinions about the risk in bringing people from the outside in, but they're think of it from like, what would happen if something happened to you? Think about it from that standpoint too. So bottom line is you deserve it. Do your homework and do it. I like it. Just do it. (laughs) Just do it. Uh, Yeah. Did you have any big vacations or anything that, that you've had to rethink right now, Robin? Let's see. I, yes, I had two so far that have been canceled. We have one more coming up in September. And um, if they'll have us, we're going hell or high water. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, we didn't, you know, necessarily, we may have had like small trips that we just kind of pop up plan, but next year, I want to go to Scotland. I want to go to Scotland next year. I have no idea what that will look like because if it's open and everything is free and not free, man, that'd be great if it was <laughs> that would free. be good. Open and everybody's traveling, then I would imagine it's going to be just a flood of people everywhere traveling, right? Like the True. floodgates are open and all these wonderful tourist destinations might be crowded. So who knows? Who knows what it all looks like? But we can't. We can't stop. Um, living that you know relaxation vacation travel explore the world take a break kind of mentality we need it we need it yep we have to have it awesome so with that kicking off memorial day in the summer i hope all of our listeners out there are able to enjoy the summer in one way or another and stay safe and remember that you matter and your your mental health and your relaxation are our key to being the best caregiver you can be well said all right just do it just do just it, do it we hope you enjoyed today's episode and ask that you subscribe to this podcast if you find this podcast helpful please leave a review so we can reach more women like you you are not alone on your journey and the fire tribe is here to support you check us out at daughtersonfire.com and our facebook group for more support and resources Until next time, remember, you are the fire that fuels the engine of life.